Understanding your mindset around money, your money mindset is critical. In today's episode, we're going to dive in to some strategies to understand what are some of the limitations that you may have learned along the way and how you can overcome some of those. We're going to get into some limiting beliefs and more. I think you guys are going to love it. So let's get right to it. This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. For as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Let me ask you something. Are you hitting success yet you know that there's another level? or perhaps you're just getting started, you're trying to put all these pieces together, get your first deal, but something's holding you back. Or maybe you're going through a big change in your career and your life, but for some reason you just can't take the steps you need to know in order to move forward. Well, I've been having a lot of really incredible conversations with people who are in the exact same position as you are, and they've been able to make massive change happen very quickly. Whether that's doubling your income within just a few months, whether that's making some kind of big shift in your life and really unlocking that vision, or perhaps it's just getting clear on what that vision needs to be so that you can really take those steps. Of course, you guys know me, host of the Investor Mindset here, Stephen Pesavento, and high performance coach. I've been working with clients for years, seeing and helping them see major results. And I'd love to set up a call to discover if it's possible to be able to help you with some of those same things. If you are in a position where you want more and you're committed to taking some steps to get there, then I encourage you to head over to investormindset.com slash discover and let me know a little bit more information about you. Set up a call and we'll jump on and we'll walk through a discovery process. Totally complimentary. You'll walk away with a lot of clarity. And if there's some way that I can help serve you, I'll let you know that too. So you can just head over to investormindset.com slash discover. And I look forward to serving you. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. My name is Stephen Pesavento, your host. And today I'm very excited. I have Cappy Pidwell in the studio today. How are you doing, Cappy? I'm doing fabulous. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to get into today's conversation. We'll be talking about mindset and your money mindset and specifically about how people can change their thoughts and beliefs and how big of an impact that can make. For those of you guys who don't know Cappy, she is a master of NLP and hypnotherapy, professional speaker, author, mindset strategist, and has been coaching people in this exact space for 25, 28, probably going on 30 years now. And so veteran of the coaching, start out by asking you one of my favorite questions and start out by looking back. What events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Oh my gosh. Well, certainly I think our, our families, right? We learn from the people who raise us. And a lot of the reason I got into mindset mastery because my family didn't have the uh, richest, most abundant mindset. <laughs> but I, I would say for most of us, it's, our, it's our, the dynamics around us that really mold our mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what specifically was that moment that you realized like, okay, the way that I grew up thinking is not really serving the life I want to live today? 
Because when we're little, and I talk a lot about how the mindset gets set, right? From zero to eight years old, 80% of our mindset get conditioned. So if we hear things like, you know, we don't have the money or, you know, we can't afford that or things like that, which I heard, I'm the fifth of six kids. So I heard a lot of things like that growing up. And then our, our mind, just like a computer adopts those belief systems, right? We don't have the money. We can't afford it. You know, all that stuff I heard thousands of times over many, many, many years, you know, things like money doesn't grow on trees and not every family has that programming, but in all the years I've been doing this, I would say probably 80 to 90% of families are taught. You have to work hard for money, you know, those types of things. So for me, it was when I got into my adult life and I started thinking and feeling the same things and I was working really hard uh, and not accomplishing really what I wanted to accomplish. And I was emotionally bankrupt <laughs> and physically exhausted. Uh, and I started studying mindset. So I started learning how to flip that switch internally. And then the external world uh, began to follow uh, my belief systems. But you know, it takes time. It's a learning, right? So that's why we go to school and we master things is because I, I, uh, it took time to make those changes. Yeah. Well, it's so important to remind people that it does take time because it's not something that happens instantly overnight. Even if the change that you're making is happening very quickly, you know, you're, you're learning this thing. It takes time for you to re-engineer and renew those beliefs. So I've got a definition of mindset that I've been sharing with folks for quite a long time that from a simple level, it's the thoughts and beliefs that end up leading to the actions you take and therefore the outcomes that you experience. And by changing those thoughts and beliefs, you can change the actions that you take and therefore the life that you're living. So I'm curious, what would you add on to that or how would you define mindset? So I'm going to give you my simple formula on your audience. I, I think people really love this. I like to keep my model super simple because we hear things like that, like, oh, change your thoughts, change your life. Well, if somebody's uh, struggling with something and it's been hardwired into the way they think and feel, right? We don't often address the emotions either. Uh, it's very hard for someone to just think positive and just do affirmations and go become a millionaire, okay? So it's a little bit like the, the lack of knowledge we've really been given. So here's what I like to teach people the simple of mindset. If you think of a circle, a full circle, and you pie out about five to 10% of that circle, only five to 10% of our mind is our logical mind, according to research and all the brain neurologists and scientists out there. The other 90% of our mind is our subconscious, Stephen. So what happens is the subconscious is like kind of like the hard drive to a computer. We get downloaded with a bunch of data, just like a computer gets full, right? The storage gets full. That's exactly what happens to somebody's subconscious. And then as they get older, our thoughts, we think internally at up to 500 words a minute, our thoughts come from our core beliefs. So you're absolutely right. It's the belief, the thought, the action reaction, and then the result. But most people are focused on the result <laughs> or take massive action. Well, if you're, if you're going to take massive action and you've got to make calls or you've got to prospect or whatever you're doing, but you don't believe it's going to work, I don't care what action you take. So when I help people understand that the subconscious mind is a million times more effective as an information processor than their conscious logical mind is, they go, you're kidding. And I'm like, no, that's where the work needs to get done is in the subconscious mind. So there's a methodology to that, right? There's a process I've created over the years. I always say I have the recipe to change because I know how the mindset works and I know how to help people get new results, which most people are only dealing with that five to 10% logical part of the mind, if that makes sense. Uh, it makes perfect sense. Most people are thinking from that front 
part of their brain, the part that they're thinking actively, but there's a whole nother system that's going on below the surface. That's all of those past thoughts, beliefs, behaviors are all really running from, but how does somebody go in and, you know, start pulling out those sections that are no longer serving them anymore? Yeah. Th those weeds, if you will. Uh, number one is people have to be open. Uh, you know, they've got to be coachable. So if somebody comes to me and says, Oh yeah, Kepi, that sounds really great, but I don't believe it'll work for me. Well then guess what? You're right. It won't. You have to want it. You have to be open. You have to be coachable and then do the steps. And that's why I tell people there's steps. And what a lot of people do is, you know, they journal and they meditate and they have good intentions, but they're not really following a recipe to get those changes. And that really is my, my secret sauce and why I've helped so many people I've helped thousands of people double and triple and quadruple and tenfold their income because of the processes I use and the steps that I teach people to take. But I would say that number one step is you have to be open to explore your own mindset. You have to be open to do the work and you have to, you know, you have to do the work. It's not magic. <laughs> so you got to be open to doing the work. What is the work? Let's get down to brass tacks. How can people start to get an idea of what it is? Of course, at the end of the day, you can do a lot on your own, but having a coach, having somebody from the outside looking in who can help you through the process is going to be immensely valuable. And I almost argue that it's difficult to do this without some support. But what are some of those things people can take away right now? They can start doing this so that when they step into the right relationship with the right person, they're able to you know, really hit the ground running. Yeah, I love, I love, that's a great, uh, that's a great way to ask that. I would say step one is ask yourself what you believe. This is a very powerful question because you have the answers. So you could ask yourself the question, what do I believe about? And then fill in the blank, you know, becoming a multimillionaire about making blank dollars a year. Um, what do I believe about, you know, success and ask yourself that question? Because if you begin to understand what's stored in your own subconscious mind, what do you believe? If you believe Oh, I could never do it, but that guy could do it. Or I have to work really hard or I couldn't do it with my job or whatever those limiting beliefs are. That's what's driving your daily decisions. We make over 35,000 decisions in a single day. So people are so unconscious of their decisions. And yet when we start to identify what we believe about something, then we can often start to see the disconnect. If we have a limiting belief, but we, and it doesn't align with the outcome, it's very hard to get the outcome without changing the belief. It's so true. And if you're not in tune with what's actually happening inside, it can be very difficult for you to recognize when these limiting beliefs are actually limiting you within your life. And so that first step sounds like it's getting clear on what those beliefs are so you can start recognizing when they actually do come up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I say there's typically about five limiting beliefs, about five to seven in any area of life. And when somebody can identify a few of them, uh, that's when they get those ahas. But then the next step is then how do we go into the subconscious and start to reprogram those limiting beliefs? All right. Well, that's going to be valuable. And I'm excited to get into how to actually start doing that. But what are those five to seven kind of standard limiting beliefs that people experience? 
Yeah, good question. So I, I want to share with your audience. These are not conscious, by the way. These aren't logical that we walk around thinking. It's a more internal experience that people are having. And the, and the biggest one is a lot of times people, I call it the enoughness factor. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not educated enough. I'm not whatever enough, right? Uh, so I don't have enough. Uh, I don't have enough time. I don't have the money to do what I need to do, whatever. So they come from a lack or not enoughness, which all ultimately leads to I'm not good enough, right? Um, so that's a biggie uh, in, in many things. And then another one when it comes to money is really a worthiness issue. Uh, kind of not really the same, but a little bit like I'm not worthy of that amount of money. A lot of people, I say, if you can't manage a little bit of money, you can't manage a lot of money. <laughs> so a lot of people get very vague to their money. They don't pay attention to it. And I, I basically say you have a relationship to money that you will relate to and be with every single day of your life and you can never divorce your money ever. <laughs> um, so no matter where you live or what you're doing, you're going to be with money and you have to pay bills and live in the environment of money. So to enrich that relationship and to really begin to get rid of some of that you know, who says you're worthy or not, but these are old programs, right? So when I started doing this work and I can help people start to see they're valuable, we all have our own story. We all have our own contribution. And when we can tune into our own value, then it's easy to go to people and share that value. And of course, there's a time investment and there's a money investment. Nobody is out there, you know, doing amazing things uh, and not you know, having people invest time or money or volunteering or something, there's always some exchange of energy. So that, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. So there has to be a value exchange happening. Otherwise people are not going to do just about anything. And so we've got not enough. We've got worthiness. What are the other three? Well, again, there, it's, a, it's, a, I'm just giving you an average. I would say those are the two biggies, um, worthy and then deserving. So some people don't feel deserving of stuff. So uh, there's a difference between worthy and deserving, and I'll distinguish these. Uh, deserving is more of like a self-esteem issue. Worthiness can be kind of like, and again, if you tune into those feelings, and I even say those words, you can start to tap into, yeah, I have that one or no, I don't, right? Like some people go, I don't care, I don't have that one, but I have this one. I'm a huge overspender. I make a ton of money. I mean, I have multimillionaire clients. They have money, but they overspend or they indulge or they have one guy that does a lot of drugs and he's like, don't tell anyone. He spends a ton of money on that because he's so stressed. So people are in different places emotionally. So, you know, getting to the core, if, if people are on different levels, right? Typically people that have no money, it's that I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Sometimes people that have feel very worthy and they're like, I don't have that problem. They have a lot of relationship issues. I find a lot of not lovable. I can't find love. And that's kind of a big one too. I don't feel lovable, uh, not able to deeply connect with people. So there's some, you know, deep layers of people call this thing money, but you know, I could hold this pen up and you know, we don't walk around and worry about pens and worry, Oh, are we going to get somewhere? Are there going to be enough pens? <laughs> they're all over the planet, right? So money's just, a, it's an energy, it's a thing, but we have all these attachments to it and it's, it's pretty interesting. It's really important to understand, like as listeners are listening to this, especially if they haven't been focused on self and doing the work and understanding what is below the different layers of the mind and where these beliefs are coming from, you might hear not enough, 
not worthy, not deserving, not lovable. You might think to yourself, no, nah, that's not me. I would never have anything like that. I would almost guarantee that every listener on here has one of these or all of them at different points or different times of their life. I can admit directly that I have experienced many of these. And it's always interesting because it's almost a couple layers below the surface. It's below why you're not taking that step. It's below that belief. And really the only time that I've been able to come up with this, at least initially until I could start understanding the process myself was working with my coach or working with multiple coaches for them to be able to ask and point out, Hey, well, what is that really? Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and a lot of times we just blanket that under fear. Oh, I've got fear. Well, what? Fear of failure, fear of success, whatever. So I think you're right. A lot of times, especially in the investor world, right? It's like people go, oh, well, if I have this many properties or if I can wholesale this or do this. And, and again, I've been speaking to investors for years and years and years. And I always say the first investment and the best location is right here, right in between your ears. <laughs> you know, you start investing in this thing. The subconscious mind is a million times more effective as an information processor. So think about that. If you want to be a high level, whatever, right, producer, uh, buyer, wholesaler, holder, whatever, then when you start to understand your own mindset, and again, this you can apply this to a lot of things, but I love the conversation of money because I was someone who came from a lot of lack and had to change my own money mindset and go through these layers. That's why I teach people. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's a process. And so when when people come to me and they go, oh, Cappy, uh, you know, I'm going to go make this investment and, you know, but I'm so scared and I'm so this and what if this, what if, the, you know, they tell me all the reasons. And I'm saying, look at the energy behind the decision you're making. If you walk into this with so much fear, what do you think the outcome is going to be? You know, I, I often say the universe is just like standing in front of a mirror. You can't stand in front of a mirror and expect the reflection to smile back. You have to do it first. So I always tell people, clear your conscious and know that your, your decision isn't coming from lack or fear. Oh God, I shouldn't do it, but the numbers look good. And then they do it anyway. And then they end up losing money or the thing goes south or whatever. So we have to be responsible for ourselves and make sure that our decisions are coming from a very clear consciousness, if you will. I think it's super important. And you know, a lot of our listeners are passive investors or people who make a lot of money and they're looking to invest. A lot of our listeners are, you know, syndicators, they're real estate operators, and they're active in the business. So they're out working with people. But I know everybody has these different beliefs about money. You know, growing up, I was in a phenomenal loving family, but there was a lot of lack. And the number one stressor, everything came back to money. We don't have it. We can't afford it. Go ask your dad for it, et cetera, et cetera. And that belief system carried on and ended up being a big driver of why I was able to go out and create so much, but yet it still is a huge limiter because it still exists. Even with all the work that's been done, it continues to come up. And so what are some of the money mindset things that people get hung up on that you've learned about over the years? Okay. Um, people get hung up on, I'm just going to give you a, for instance, cause I have a client right now, she's an investor and she says, you know, I get a big deal and I get a bunch of money and I close, she's got she's pulled several properties. She's like, but then I start to worry about it. Like, oh, where's the next deal? What's the next thing? Right. And so I think that's a hang up for a lot of people in real estate or investing is sometimes they get hung up on 
where's that next deal? They, I always say they kind of chase the deal instead of setting up the systems and making it a business that if a deal falls out, it's not a big deal because you have <laughs> so many other deals going and flowing, right? So I think that's kind of a hang up for the individual investor uh, often is they get hung up on uh, a scarcity sometimes, that scarcity mindset. Yeah, it's really easy to get hung up on that. And you know, many of our listeners are commercial multifamily operators and you know, we're buying 20, 30, $40 million buildings. And when a deal falls through, you know, there often isn't as many deals as when, you know, I previously worked in single family flipping. And so the point being, at the end of the day, if you only have one opportunity that you're reviewing at any given time versus having a whole slew of opportunities, you're going to be in a much harder place and you're going to be a little bit more desperate. You're not going to be bringing the right energy into that deal to be able to win it with the best numbers and returns for your investors. I totally agree with you. And so I'll give a proposal out or something, but you know, I put everything out there with such a high vibe, I guess you will, that if people say, no, I just know we're not a match. And there's an abundant amount of people on the planet that need help. So I look at things very, very differently. And I really come from, I always say, it's never what I'm going to, it's what I'm coming from. Um, so I'm always coming from there's enough there, there's plenty. And, uh, that's just the energy of, I think very successful people. There is plenty. So that is an abundance mindset that you're talking about there. And it's instead of coming from that scarcity place of not enough deals, not enough money, not enough clients, there's always enough and bringing yourself back to that place of understanding that there's always another opportunity and it's just about you going out and being able to find it and do the due diligence and effort. What are some of the other money mindset things that end up coming up for folks? Um, well, I think though, you know, I mean, we kind of, we've kind of hit on some of the big ones. I think, like I said, some of my clients that are at that level, like you're saying that are in the multimillion, their stresses are very different. And I have a guy, for instance, who is, a uh, he owns tons of property. He's an investor as well. And he came to me because he was having some physical symptoms and he was having um, a lot of aches and pains. And so this was years ago when I, I did a little bit more of the one-on-one. I don't do a ton of that today, but um, I do have an elite program, but I mostly speak and create products for companies and stuff today. But anyway, um, he was having a lot of physical pain. And so when we started working through that um, and talking about stuff, he was so stressed about his investments. And he said, Cappy, I'm up all night staring at that computer. And you would never know to talk to this man. He was just kind of chill and cool, but he's like, I'm on sleeping pills. I do, you know, drink a few drinks every single night. I do this. He had a lot of habitual patterns that were very unhealthy because of the pressure he felt in managing that amount of money. So we did a few sessions. He told me he hadn't taken a trip in 20 years and his wife was just wanting to go to Europe and enjoy the money they made. And he was just too stressed to enjoy it. So that was a big breakthrough for him to be able to get off those sleeping pills, to start to manage his emotions. We resolved the physical pain he was experiencing. And he actually emailed me from Europe and was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, I wish I would have met you 20 years ago. So sometimes it's just that stress and that overwhelm that people don't know how to manage. Well, and what's interesting there is it's not about the stress or overwhelm that is really the problem. It's that he's got these beliefs about money and working that are driving him to overworking and not really enjoying the life that he's living. And we see people like that all the time. People who are commended for their success, 
because that success is something that in our society is greatly appreciated and they're put up on a pedestal and it's phenomenal. And I'm a big believer in look at people who are successful, but also it can be a big problem because sometimes that can be the driver that ends up stopping people from really enjoying the whole purpose of why they were working in the first place. It's a balance, right? Like I, I think success to me is yes, the financial and the emotional and the physical. I mean, you can have all the money in the world and be sick. I mean, look at Steve Jobs. You know what I mean? It's like it, it's it's our our well being matters and our money matters and our relationships matter. So you know who we become from for ourselves. I always say it's it's not up to other people to manage my mindset, and yet so many people are looking for that approval or they're looking for, you know, the thing, the thing is you, (laughs) you know, the real deal is right here. We have all the answers, all the wisdom, all the resources within us to manage our mindset. And that again, it takes work. And if people are willing to do the work, the outcomes are absolutely remarkable. I'll give you, I'm going to give you, I'll tell you another quick, cool story. I have a client. She's been a real estate agent. Um, I spoke with their company a few months ago on a zoom thing and, uh, she does pretty well, um, does fairly well, probably one of their top producers. She's been in the business eight years. She calls me up and she says, I want to work with you. So she did my one-on-one coaching and I have a 90 day program. So she did that program with me. And in the first two weeks, she got a $2.7 million listing, which for her was a big deal. Cause she's normally in about the nine to 1.2 range. Right. So she closed that 2.7 for 3.1 million, a little over asking. And I helped her rebrand herself and position her in a high end market. And then the next four weeks, so in under six weeks, get this, she got a $32.5 million listing and she sold it in a month. So in under six months, she made over a million dollars in commission on those deals. So sometimes it's that inner tweak that she needed to make with me. <laughs> and she was good at her job. She knew the job, but she had a lot of limited, limiting beliefs about herself. So once I was able to break that up and help her repattern that and then reposition her in the market, I mean, she's killing it. She's actually getting on a TV show now. So she, it's, it's pretty remarkable what people can do with their mindset. But again, she was coachable. She was willing. She did the work and the outcome followed very quickly for her. That's huge. What a great reminder. And so what I'm curious is how would you define success and what is success to you? That's a great question. As I mentioned just a minute ago, I think success is all those things. It's having your emotions. I say my subconscious is like a bank. What do I deposit into it every day is precisely what I'm going to come from, right? To you, like I don't, this is the first time we've gone to meet and I always look forward to contributing to audiences and to people. And so to me, success is my emotional well-being, of course, my health, um, my relationships. Uh, I am a single mother. I've raised two incredible incredible women that I just couldn't be more proud of, um, my friends, my family. So, and my finances too. So to me, that's abundance. It's, it's, uh, you know, if you can wake up in the morning, um, I live on a lake, uh, I go kayaking all the time. I have wonderful friends I go to dinner with. Like, I just, I don't know. I just think we're so blessed if we're living in that abundance of life. And that doesn't mean I don't have challenges and I don't have obstacles.
principles. And, you know, I was working on a big deal with a client a few weeks ago and he signed the contract and did everything and then didn't pay me. And I had a clear conversation with him. And, you know, he's just, he's not at the level of clarity. So I just said, you know, it's not a good time. I'm putting you on the back burner. And when you're ready, you can call me. Like, I'm not going to chase people. I don't operate like that. I'm just so crystal clear. So that's what managing my mindset to me is success. It's having all the cards, <laughs> the harmony, the happiness, the money, the freedom um, to do the things you want in your life and be around people that really, uh, I won't say get it, but the people that get it and the people that live in that level of life, it's so exciting. And the things we create from that are just incredible. I mean, like I'm working on some amazing things right now that are just so exciting. That's really great to hear. And so I'm curious, what are some of your keystone habits, the things you do on a daily or weekly basis that have led to some of that success? Uh, thanks. That's a really good question. I do hypnosis every single day. Um, there is not a day that I go by that I do not work in my mindset for sometimes even up to an hour. Uh, I do it in the morning faithfully, and I will distinguish the difference between hypnosis and meditation. Hypnosis is suggestion for very specific outcomes. So meditation is the same state of mind. You're still going into the, you know, alpha, theta, delta state. Um, but when you're hypnosis, the reason why I love it so much is I'm putting very specific suggestions. So for instance, when I was working with that girl and, you know, I said, close your eyes and I want you to begin to see your sign, you know, all over in the community. And like, I want you to like, it's very specific. It's not like you're, Oh, you know, put your stress in a stream. It's not that. And meditation's fabulous, but I love the power of suggestion. I'm also a master of NLP. So the language patterns I use in my sessions, um, I have online programs, but like when I work one-on-one, -on -one, I customize those products for companies. Um, and I also customize those products for the people that are in my elite coaching. So if somebody comes to me and says, like her, uh, you know, I have this and this and this problem. I have a hair on my face. Sorry. Um, then I can actually know how to flip that into a suggestion and then through the repetition of listening. So I listen every day. Uh, that's one thing I do. And then, um, another thing I do every single day, I'm sorry, I have like this hair in my eye. Oh, there it is. I got it. <laughs> uh, another thing I do is I, I like to walk. I call it like walking meditation, right? Uh, I like to go to God or source or whatever you want to call it, the universe for everything. Um, I'm very, very spiritual person. So, and then I have a lot of people I collaborate or mastermind with. So a lot of what I do for a living applies to my personal life as well. Like I said, I spend a lot of time, uh, you know, kayaking and doing activities that just bring me into nature that I love. So yeah, just enjoy my, enjoy my life. <laughs> Some great habits that clearly have kind of led to some things. So wonderful. It was great having you on here. Tell us what advice would you want to leave the audience with to be able to apply some of the lessons that we've talked about today? I would definitely say do research and get information to upgrade your mindset. Do the work, right? Do find somebody that resonates with what you need and what where where you are and get those breakthroughs. Because I'm telling you, our mindset and our decisions what we think today produces our tomorrow. What we feel today 
we make real. I always say what we feel, we make real. So when we focus on how we want to feel and the deals we want to have and the things we're creating, it's just life becomes pretty magical. But when we're just kind of let, I always say when you're letting life to you <laughs> and you're not doing life, uh, it, it really does make a huge, huge difference when you begin to master yourself. So it's, it's priceless. Well, this was really great. I love uh, talking with someone else who's such a practitioner of these beliefs, these ways of thinking. I want to remind the audience here, I want to remind the audience to take a few minutes and ask yourself the question, well, what did I learn today and how can I apply this directly in my life? And thank you guys for being here. It was a pleasure to serve you and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for joining for another incredible episode of The Investor Mindset. It's such a joy to be able to share these beliefs, these thoughts, these ways of living with each and every one of you guys, because I just know the power that it can make. And for some of you, for the select few of those people who are truly committed to going after their goals, the people who really believe that there's another level from where they're operating right now, the people who are ready to make change happen rapidly. And even if you're somebody who is stuck, who knows what you need to do, you know exactly the strategy, but for some reason you're not doing it. For those people, there's another option. There's another level that you can reach. And what I've noticed after coaching tons and tons of people through this process is that there's a simple formula. And when you can start to understand how to unlock those pieces within yourself, you'll start to feel more vibrant. You'll start to feel more energized. You'll start to make more money and you'll start to enjoy the process through and through. So if you're somebody who's in a position, you're ready to make change happen, you're ready to invest in yourself, you really believe that the best investment, the truest ROI is investing yourself because it continues to give back over and over again. Then I invite you to schedule a call, share a little bit about yourself and see how we might be able to help serve you with the Investor Mindset Coaching. You can head right over to InvestorMindset.com slash discovery, set up a call, and if there's an opportunity to serve, I'll be right there with you. Thanks, and I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.